Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's cast, how to give feedback about a tire. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today's cast describes how to give feedback about your employee's attire. Mark once was asked to adjudicate a discussion between two managers, one new one, one experienced, and what was the issue? Should a manager give feedback about the clothes an employee is wearing? And, as it might surprise you, Mark sided with a manager who said, no, you shouldn't. If you're surprised, like I was when I heard the story, listen in. Here we go. So we don't tell people their clothes are inappropriate. That's nope, funny. We don't. I, I think a lot of folks will be surprised about that. Um, well, I admit it's even hard for me to say. I I happen to think clothes are important. I love cashmere. I have fifty pairs of flip flops. I like to choose the lining of my suits. I actually pay attention to how I dress. Yeah, and I totally agree that it makes a difference in one's career. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> far, far more than too many young people think today, and quite frankly, older people as well, um, particularly these days, and I, and I basically mean the 21st century, um, definitely it does. Um, I think it's safe to say that my opinion of many workwear choices today would be like that TV show, What Not to Wear. Um, and I'm not just talking about white shoes before Easter or black nail polish either. Okay. <laughs> we all know what you mean by that. <laughs> I note that you did not say yourself that you pay attention to how you dress. Are you are you kind of expecting me to do all the work on the show? Is that um for for the record, I do pay attention to how I dress. Yes, well okay. Yeah, right. well my friend, Brooks Brothers for Executives is always in style. <laughs> so let's get to the cast, shall we? Uh, we shall, and I will tell everyone later why I think you are a sharp dresser at work. Um, this is really a pretty simple and short cast about attire, um, that is to say, not just clothes, and feedback. Um, and but So it's pretty simple, but we're actually publishing it because people get it wrong so often. Um, and I also because discussing other people's attire, their clothes, is often quite personal, and managers are uncomfortable ar- about it. I think that's part of the reason they get it wrong. Sure. And so this one is one that can be dangerous, um, particularly for somebody who's less informed. Um, so th- that's kind of the background for it. And I get this question periodically throughout every year. Um, and there are seven, we're back to a nice long list, uh, seven key parts to it. Number one is we do not give feedback about clothes. We do not. Um, number two, we give feedback about choices and conclusions. Number three, we handle objections by restating and remembering the shot across the bow. That should make some sense to some people, I think. Gender does not matter is number four. Uh, number five, know the dress code and know that others may not know the dress code. Number six, know when to overrule the dress code because sometimes it's not what's important. And then number seven, consider asking for help. Excellent. Okay, so before we get on to point number one, real quick, in like literally 45 seconds, 
just uh, explain real quick for those who do not know the feedback model. Um, oh, just the four steps of the feedback model real quick. Oh, gosh. Okay, sure. Uh, uh, first of all, feedback is about behavior and it's not about the past. It's not about what the person did right or wrong. It's about future behavior. In other words, having them do the right thing again or having them do the wrong thing differently next time. So it's at least less wrong. Uh, and there are four steps. Uh, and we also, one other point before I go into the four steps is that uh, it is absolutely not only a manager's uh, uh, right, it is his or her responsibility to talk to their directs about behavior because behavior aggregated together among a team creates performance and the manager is responsible for performance. If you want to change your team's performance, it's easy. All you have to do is change their behavior. If you want to change their behavior, all you have to do is talk to them about what you like, what, what helps you get good performance and what you don't like, what helps you, what, what doesn't help you get good performance. And the way you do that is through our feedback model and it has four steps. Step one is you ask, can I give you some feedback? And even though we don't use that step here, we don't talk. Well, I'm sorry. We don't talk about step one in this cast, but it is not, that is not to imply you do not say it. You absolutely ask, can I give you some feedback before you talk about someone's attire? Step two, you say, when you, and then you describe someone's behavior rather than saying what you feel or what you noticed. You talk about them and their behavior. Step three, is you essentially describe the impacts of what they, of their behavior, which is to say, saying, here's what happens. And then step four, if it's positive feedback, you tell them, thank you, keep it up. And if it's negative feedback, you say, hey, what can you do differently or can you do that differently? Okay, and so I'll... it sounds something like this. Hey, can I give you some feedback? When you do X, here's what happens, A, B, and C. Thanks. Or, hey, that's not helping us. Can we do something different about that? Good. That's the model. And okay. we have multiple casts on yeah. the feedback model. Yeah, we have a lot. And I'm sure those steps, if you haven't heard the feedback model before, that raises a bunch of questions in your mind and you ought to go back and listen to the feedback yes. model. So, in fact, it's it's fair to say that they should go back. If they don't know the feedback model, if that was a surprise to them, they should listen to the feedback model before they listen to this cast. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. And I yeah. suspect that many will not, but in no, any yeah. case. All right. Well, so having said that, now let's talk yeah. about this, the seven the, our right. seven points today. So, what about we don't give feedback about clothes? Now, how, how can we how can we address the clothes issue if we're not going to give feedback about the clothes? I, I'm confused. Yeah, uh, it's very simple because feedback is about behavior, and clothes are not behavior. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. You, you just said that, didn't you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Look, this is where managers make a mistake that really, frankly, a lot of directs can barely forgive us for. Um, most managers who have given feedback, who've used the model, even if, even if their directs have gotten over it, have seen that look of fear and uncertainty on the faces of directs when they first are learning to talk about their performance using the model, using the feedback model. You know, as directs get used to it, they become comfortable with it because when used correctly, it really is quite specific and directly helpful about behavior, about performance, because behavior is performance. Um, the feedback model focuses on behavior and not on the individual. Um, but um, the, the manager gives some feedback about their clothes. When a manager gives someone feedback about their clothes... Or worse, simply tells the direct they don't like what they're wearing. You know, that, that is, geez, that doesn't work. 
Um, it, it feels wrong. You can't give feedback about clothes because it's not behavior, so you're messing up the model. Or, or if you think you're giving them feedback by selling, telling them you don't like what they're wearing, then it, it's, it's wrong to the direct, it's ineffective, it's inefficient, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. What we're saying about... What we're saying about attire or clothing here is that if you talk about their clothes, the what of what they are wearing, you're getting away from the core value of the feedback model. Yes, exactly. And by the way, we make a point about attire. Sometimes it's not any individual piece of clothing, but it is the total effect of what they're wearing. You don't, you wouldn't want to say, you wouldn't want to pick on one thing if it's in fact, let's say everything's dirty. Uh, You know, generally uh, I've seen a lot of dress codes and they never address cleanliness of clothes um some of them do but some of them don't and we've said before by the way that we're not a fan of dress codes the only reason we're talking about them here in this cast is because we know they exist um so from that perspective don't get don't get the impression from this cast that we're endorsing dress codes we don't dress codes exist because managers stopped doing their job for a lot of different reasons some good some bad um and they attempt to do through policy what managers ought to be doing through their daily behavior around feedback. But nevertheless, um, attire is a broader word than just clothing, which goes to the total overall appearance of someone. And if their clothes are rumpled and dirty, it may not be a choice about clothing. It may be a choice about whether or not they're keeping them clean. Okay, so you're right, though. The core of the feedback model, as we mentioned in the review, is about behavior, which, again, aggregates into performance. And organizations not only have a reasonable interest in behavior because of their interest in performance, also then, by definition, managers are professionally obligated to talk about both good and bad performance or therefore behavior. Um, And I want to go a little bit further down this road. I'd like to make a note here that some directs hold out for a very long time against the feedback model saying they don't think it's right or they're dis- they disagree with some detail of the model, which is really just obfuscation, but separately, regardless. That, that, you know, that's not the real reason they're upset. But um, you know, sure, they don't like it when you point out stuff they're not doing as well as you'd like. Okay, fine. And so they've come up with some reason not to like the model because previously you weren't using the model because previously you weren't talking about their performance. But folks, managers out there, this is part of your job that we really don't think you get to not like and therefore not do. It's your job to talk about behavior because behavior begets performance. I don't know if we've ever said it before, but now's as good a time as any, so I'll be the one to say it. The fact that one, or two, one to two of your folks don't agree with or profess to not like or they say they don't like the model is no reason not to use it. I don't want to sound harsh here, but the question is not between whether your directs like hearing about feedback this way versus some other way. The vast, vast majority of managers that we know simply do not give actionable and regular performance guidance to their directs. You very likely were not giving feedback before. Whether it was in this fashion or not, you were not giving feedback in a way that was actionable um, and regular to your directs before you started using the model. You can, frankly, make more of a professional case for feedback poorly delivered than you can for no feedback at all. If the standard is that your people don't like it, then there are a lot of managers that ought to be doing performance reviews and a whole lot of other things that their directs, quote, don't like, unquote. Right. So we don't get feedback about the clothes. 
Right. We give feedback about their choices about clothes. Exactly. Yeah. Choices are behavior, or at least they're a fair proxy for behavior. We're not going to give feedback to somebody about the act of putting on a certain pair of trousers with holes in them or a T-shirt, the act of pulling on a T-shirt with a political statement. You know, we're not going to say when you put on that shirt, no, (laughs) we're going to give them feedback on the choice that they made to wear that shirt, those trousers, that skirt, that blouse, what have you. Okay. So, so, so help me understand here the difference. Uh, How would step two of the models sound like? What would it sound like? Yeah. When you chose to wear that shirt, when you choose that skirt, by the way, not a skirt like that, because that's not behavior, right? When you choose that skirt... When you choose those shoes, when you wear that jewelry, okay, 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 that, very well, that, simple. Yeah, that seems that seems really simple. Yeah, but uh, but what most managers tend to do is talk about the clothes. Yeah, they revert to the uh, I statements often, like um, I don't think that shirt's appropriate, or they say you know that skirt is too short. Right. So yeah, not and about I don't the, think that shirt's appropriate. It's just a, it is a guarantee to get into an argument about appropriateness, which means how they were raised or how you were raised or what gender or how old you are or what your cultural background is, or for that matter, whether what the definition of appropriate is, or going even further, the, the darn dress code, which we'll get to later. Yeah, they're, um, they're judgments and, and people don't like that. Yeah, that's right. And the last statement, the skirt is too short, violates our first rule, which is we don't give feedback about clothes. And, and you, you say judgments, you're right. We don't make judgments about clothes. Okay, let, let me say the key point this way. Smart managers do not care about the shirt itself or the shorts themselves or the shoes themselves. Otherwise, you have to make judgments about all shoes, all shirts, all skirts at all times. You don't care about them, so you don't care about the things. But effective managers do care about the choices their directs make and the impact those choices have on the workplace and others' perceptions of the direct's choices and those impact on the direct's ability to accomplish their objectives for the direct, for the team, and therefore indirectly for the boss. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, look, uh, let's put code. it this way. If somebody works for you and they come into my area and give them presentation and, and they look in a way that I would say privately to a friend when I'm not behaving in a professional way, that guy looked like an idiot. There is a greater chance that if his presentation is neither fabulous nor terrible, if it's in the gray area somewhere in between, and I have to make a value judgment, unfortunately, I'm human, just like every other manager on the planet, and I'm going to draw the conclusion, boy, that was an idiotic presentation. If it's a close call, his or her clothes might, in fact, make a difference. Yeah, now you can see why pernicious the, the, the dress code issue is for us. In terms yeah. of it just takes away the whole judgment piece, and now it, it becomes... It, yep, yep, it's terrible. It's, it's insidious. It's, it's pernicious, right. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, so finally, a clear way for managers to think about dress and attire. But by, by talking about someone's choices and its impacts, we're absolutely in the realm, uh, I think, of reasonable manager behavior. Yep. And thanks to the feedback model, we have now a way of talking about those choices. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if somebody's going to argue that managers shouldn't be in the business of evaluating people's choices and its impacts, we've got a very significant problem. Good. Okay. Yeah. So let's keep going with the model. Now, what about step three? Okay, good, good. Um, um, he, okay, step three. Here's what happens. People notice your attire 
rather than noticing you. They question the judgment of someone wearing something that may or may not be according to the dress code. Whether it is or not, they don't know. They think your message that you are sending is less than professional. They see you as pushing the envelope unnecessarily in an area that doesn't relate to performance. Senior people can't imagine ever wearing that, and so, whether we like it or not, it makes it a little easier for them not to imagine you doing what they're doing, therefore never being a senior executive here. That can't be good for anybody's career. To have senior people, whether you agree with their judgment or not, they're entitled to make the judgment, the evaluation, uh, um, that, boy, I would never wear that. So that person must not be an executive. Yeah. And those are all very basic examples of step three. It's yeah. step two, you did this. And step three, this happened. And that may not be good. Right. And of course, followed by step four, what are you going to do differently next time? Perfect. Okay. Next is handling objections by restating and remembering the shot across the bow. Yeah, we have this point in here to do two things. To remind everybody, all managers, that the closer you stick to the model, the less likely you are to get objections. But why is that? Because your directs are used to the feedback model. So they hear the conversation about their attire as feedback, hopefully, rather than an attack on their wardrobe or personal style. And because the objections that we get are inevitably about a disagreement over the piece of clothing itself, whether it's appropriate or not, and we're not addressing the closing, closing, we're addressing the choice. Got it. Okay. Okay. And you are likely to get more objections, even if you follow the model. You're going to get less objections if you follow the model than if you don't. But you are going to get more objections than you normally do to feedback in the model. Um, because some people will see the attack as personal rather than behavioral, even if you're letter perfect. So how you handle those objections is to restate your feedback, sticking with their choice, not the clothes, their choice, and pointing out that you have nothing against the skirt or the shoes or whatever, per se. Okay, so what does it sound like? I mean, I say to you, for example, look, I like holy jeans. Are you saying you don't like them? I think, I think they're fine. No, actually, I think they're fine, too. I wear them I know. all the time. Anyway. I know you have them, too. Uh, yeah. Um, I'd say this. Well, Mike, I'm not really talking about the jeans. It, Mike, it's not the jeans. I'm talking about your choice of wearing them. When you make the choice to wear those jeans, what happens is others get the wrong impression of you. They see you perhaps as sloppy, maybe, or not smart about how important attire can be at work. That said, what might you be willing to do differently? And if they continue to persist? Well, okay. In my experience, uh, what they continue to do is defend the clothes. And you're not going to get anywhere if you go there. So you just remember the shot across the bow and you let it go. And how does that sound? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like this. Okay. So, so let, let's, let's play it from the top. You, you state your objection again. Okay. I, look, I like holy jeans. You saying you don't like them? I, I think they're just fine. Well, Mike, I'm not really talking about the jeans right now. It's not the jeans. I'm talking about your choice of wearing them. When you make choices like that to wear jeans like those, what happens is others could get the wrong impression of you. And that makes it harder for me to work with them and telling them how good you are. They see you maybe as sloppy or maybe just not smart about how important attire can be at work. So with that in mind, what might you do differently next time? 
Well, look at the, you know that that's their if they if they don't think it's professional or that's a conclusion they're making that has nothing to do with the work I do the same work regardless of whether I'm wearing you know yeah. jeans or slacks or shirts or or a, a rainbow on the top of my head it doesn't really yeah. matter uh, you know I, I I get you I'm feeling it um I guess what I would say is um it would be great if only the quality of your work made a difference and not their impression of your quality or the quality of your work but but you know what. No worries. I'm just going to let it go. Let's just let it go for now. And you can do that because the shot across the bow theory teaches us that even if they don't come around, you've made your point that the choice they made on that article of clothing was probably ineffective for them in some way. Right. And if they make that choice again, they know that you're likely to point it out again. Exactly. You've put a stake in the ground. They know where you stand. And probably the smart ones, what are they going to do? They're not going to make that choice again. Some people won't. Some people will not. Will choose to make the choice again, and then you'll have to talk to them again. So the shot across the bow, the focus on the choice versus the clothes—that's the big one. Really make this feedback easier to get comfortable with. And I think, frankly, most managers would not say that they're comfortable about their present approach to talking about dress code. I put dress code conversations particularly gender-different dress code conversations um, in the same boat almost as body odor. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. People hate, yeah. hate those conversations. Yeah. But, but you raise a good point about gender. So let's talk about the next point, which is gender doesn't matter. Yeah, I think this is where our approach really shines. Look, since we're talking about choices and the workplace, the professional workplace of the modern world generally tries to be general neut- gender neutral about professional choices, you must address male and female clothing choices equally. Gentlemen, you cannot shy away from talking to one of your new directs about her short skirt or excessive cleavage. Sorry, folks, but it happens simply because they're a female. One could argue, and I've heard it, and I'm sensitive to it, and I totally understand it, and on a bad day, I can agree with it, that male managers have become so afraid of having these discussions out of a misguided understanding about sexual harassment rules that they're actually hurting the young female who wears something that might be thought inappropriate by a more senior executive. They just won't go there. They won't have that discussion. And there are HR people, and and I'm going to make a statement here that I have no basis in fact for, but in my experience, I'd be willing to bet that there is a that the, the gender uh, um, distribution in HR, human resources, at least in the United States, is skewed female. We always talk about technology engineers being skewed male. I believe HR is skewed female. And too often what I see in, in policy manuals is that an HR person must be in the room when a male manager talks to a female subordinate about clothing choices. Separate from the fact that we ought not to be talking about clothing. And of course, that's what dress codes do. They codify clothing. Um, uh, I, it is amazing to me how often men, male managers say to me, how does it help me that there's another woman in the room? Right. Uh, so, yeah. 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 You got to be careful here. You're going to get some pushback, I, I, yep. I suspect. It would certainly do you well to be careful here. Right. And for both genders, it doesn't do you any good to make jokes about this or to use any language that judges. If you stay away right. from and the you judging, yeah. you do okay. You don't need to put any lewd thoughts in other people's minds. In other words, let's just be blunt here. At the risk of being overly blunt, don't say, when you choose not to button that button, guys look. Okay? 
what you choose, what, what we recommend is when you choose not to button that button, and if you are a male manager and one of your female subordinates is is buttoning less buttons than you believe she should in respect to her career, then out of the idea of gender neutrality, you are doing her a disservice by not saying this to her. When you choose not to button that button, others draw the conclusion that you are making a personal statement rather than a professional one here in the workplace. Yeah, I I, I love that distinction between personal and professional choices in the workplace. I that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and I think what, and I just want to say something. This is not in the show notes, but I, I got to say this: what many male managers do, and I suspect it's probably true for female managers as well. And be happy to hear from you all. Um, male managers say, "I can't talk to my female subordinate, my female team member about this, so I'm going to ask a fellow manager or HR person to have a discussion." Those people probably don't know the feedback model and are probably going to talk about clothing, and then that piece of clothing is going to become the issue. Or a potential harassment claim is going to become an issue. And the next time you meet with that person, that subordinate of yours, the, the different gendered person than you, who is a subordinate, you know, hanging, have hanging over your relationship, a conversation you were not in that was negative about them. That's not the way effective managers behave. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So got that. Okay. So what about know the dress code and know that others may not know it? Yeah, um, we, we didn't cover this one first for actually three reasons. First, a lot of places don't have dress codes, thankfully, thankfully, thankfully. Um, uh, secondly, we like getting right to our recommendations when we can. And finally, because our focus is on behavior, choices, and again, dress codes are all about clothes. Yes. <laughs> although, although to, to be fair, um, if you read most dress codes, the first few sentences give managers all they need to know to give good guidance it says you should be you know we recommend that you choose professional attire and blah 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 blah. and 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 then they attempt to define that down to the knit which is probably in most cases a waste of time and again they exist because managers wouldn't have the conversation because they weren't willing to define what professional was right and i think it's probably because some managers were afraid that they were going to get trumped by some other manager above them which, if all you're doing in your career is trying to avoid being trumped or being disagreed with by your boss, you're not going to get very far. Because one of Horseman's future's law, future laws is avoiding failure is not the same thing as seeking success. Exactly. Okay. So, so we're saying you, you, you need to know the dress code, even though yeah. there are others that yeah. do not. Yeah. You need to know the rules so that you don't some, tell somebody that they, quote, can't wear holy jeans, unquote. When, in fact, the dress code specifically allows holy jeans, right? Now, look, of course, the effective manager doesn't ever say you can't wear something anyway, because, quite frankly, anybody can wear anything they want technically into work. It's just against the rules, and people break the rules all the darn time. But you need to know it so you can sniff out when somebody brazenly suggests that the dress code allows what they're doing. Now, we're not saying you want to argue with them, okay? It's not that you ever want to get in an argument with them about what the dress code says or doesn't say, because somebody who works for you who is clever will rarely say the code allows things. They'll just say the code doesn't prohibit it. And that's one of the problems with codes, is yeah, the issue exactly. of the difference between an allowance and a prohibition. And since most attire issues relative to the dress codes we've seen are 
on the margins, in the gray area, somewhere in between, unless you want to get a ruler out and measure somebody's skirt, it's good to generally know the code. Ah, but there's another little gem here. Since we're not talking about the clothes, and that's what the dress code is about, you can give negative feedback about the attire choices when the item of clothing in question actually meets the standards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one of my, this is my favorite parts of this discussion. Yeah, because they say, well, technically it meets the code. And you say, well, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not talking about whether or not it meets the code. I don't even really care about the code, even though because I'm a manager, I know what it says. You're not saying to your team that they're breaking the rules, because quite frankly, if you're a good manager every once in a while, you're going to suggest that they do break the rules. You're telling them that there may be less than desirable consequences to the choices they've made, even if it technically does meet the standards. And I want to say something else here about there, there may be less than desirable consequences to the choices they've made. Most of us can't remember if we've been a manager more than a year, but you remember it very clearly when you become a new manager. You realize that the perspective you have is different. Don't forget that your perspective is different enough than your directs that sometimes you need to tell them about what you think you might be seeing or what you actually are seeing because they can't see it. We used to call step three of the, of the feedback model the piling on step because we would add a number of things that were in the case of negative feedback, let's say, negative consequences of what they did, some of which they couldn't even see. It's not their fault that they can't see them. They've never been exposed to the process or system of the management uses in your organization. So sometimes they are, in fact, following the rules, but they are having a less than desirable consequence on their profession, the, the professional opinion that other, holds, other people hold of them. And you've got to be willing to point that out to them. And that has nothing to do with clothing, has everything to do with choices, because the clothing is already good to go. Yeah. It's the choice that you're helping them understand. Because what, what was it Dumbledore said in Harry Potter? You know, Harry, it's not your abilities, it's your choices that determine where you end up. I can't remember the exact quote. It's a great quote it's by Dumbledore close. or Harry Potter series. It's not your abilities, it's your choices. And that's true of management. It's your choices, not your abilities. And that points out why we say what we say when we say know when to overrule the dress code. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, look, particularly with your top performers or somebody you feel has good potential, don't let them be technically correct while also harming their own reputation in an area where it's not only very unlikely that somebody else would talk to them about it, but it's very unlikely for them to see, as I mentioned, the perception, if it's very unlikely for them to see the negative impact that it may be having on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We've got one final point. Consider asking for help. What do you mean here? Yeah, this is a good one. I learned this at Procter & Gamble, shoot, nearly 20 years ago. This works well if somebody has a problem, if one of your directs has a problem with your guidance and they seem to be standing their ground out of stubbornness or an, some narrow interpretation of the rules, or especially if there's a gender difference, here's what we recommend. Tell them, okay, you hear them, you're, you know, you're an open-minded manager, and you're willing, and you'd frankly love to get a third-party opinion whose judgment you're willing to accept. Okay, and here's where it gets interesting. Since you're the boss, you get to pick the third parties, of course. Tell your direct, you'd like them to go, three, go to see three or four more senior people. And because you know more senior people, you pick those people. Um, and you're choosing more senior people because that's where the power is in the organization. 
we urge you to have them ask managers, executives of their gender versus yours. Okay, so there's a greater uh, uh, a likelihood that they'll uh, abide or agree with that. There won't be a gender difference in the difference of opinion. And ask them whether those more senior folks agree with your feedback that this direct might be making a wrong choice with that piece of clothing. Okay, that's key that you ask them to get more input on the choice of their clothing or attire. Now, what they're going to do, I promise you, this is what happened to me, is they're going to say, no, 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 I want to ask about whether or not this piece of clothing is okay. And we recommend that you say to them, sure, that's fine. Ask both questions. And I expect you to come back with, if you ask both, with data from all the executives or managers on both questions. Oh, of course. Eight times out of 10, those senior people are going to disagree with a piece of clothing. Right. Some will think it's okay, but 10 out of 10 will agree that it's a bad choice to be making. And now your direct has a new choice to make, whether he or she wants to make good choices or or wear clothes that are technically okay in some people's minds. And by the way, those senior people are a good test for you. As you're thinking about whether or not you're going to give the feedback in the very beginning. If you think they're going to back you, then give it. If you doubt it, either ask or hold your fire. Wow. I bet this cast was full of surprises for many of the folks uh, who listened to us. Each yeah, week. I, hope, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, like we'd encourage everyone to go back and refresh yourselves on the feedback model and the shot across the bow if, if you feel you need it. We, we talked about it lightly here, but go back and listen to it. Yeah. So let me just go over the seven major points again. We don't give feedback about clothes because clothes are things and feedback is about behavior. We do give feedback about choices in step two and conclusions that people make in step three. Um, We handle objections by restating and remembering the shot across the bow. Gender does not matter. In fact, it, it actually hurts us because we tend to be biased in a way that may be deleterious to the opposite gender. Know the dress code. You need to brush up on your dress code in addition to those casts we've got out there. Uh, and know that other people may not know the dress code, but they may bluff that they do. Um, you need to know when to overrule the dress code. And also, in, in, in difficult situations, consider asking for what might be considered help, but would, which is probably much more likely to be support. Good. But I think you're missing something. What's that? Yeah, you, you told us at the beginning of the cast you were going to tell people why my clothes were okay. Yeah, because you asked me where to shop, and I told you Brooks Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, partner. Which, which is where I shop, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later. It's a privilege to serve everybody. So long. Well, that's it, folks. How to give or not give, as the case may be, feedback about an employee's attire. Now, based on comments on the blog, I think it's been a while since I mentioned the registered members feed. Although we've done over 150 podcasts so far, there are only 61 in the normal feed. And don't ask me why 61 versus 60. Um, Long story. But if you want all the casts in a single feed and want to avoid having to go to the website and doing the right-click-save-as dance 100 times, we have a solution for you. The members-only feed. Registered members on the site get access to an RSS feed that has all the podcasts, both the regular weekly show and a number of members-only casts all the podcasts in one place, whether it be iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And did I say that sign up is absolutely free? Just go to the Manager Tools website, www.managertools.com, and click the register link on the top right corner of the homepage. That's it. All right. With that, we'll see you all again next week. So long, folks.